amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to Spacing Out with BB and Jason. This week covering Battlestar Galactica Season 4, Episode 10, Revelations. Welcome back, I'm BB. And I'm Jason, and this is Spacing Out, where today we will be discussing Battlestar Galactica. If you are new to the show, welcome. And you should know we're going to have a spoiler section at the end of the podcast where we are free to discuss future events. But otherwise, we won't be spoiling anything past this episode, which is Battlestar Galactica Season 4, Episode 10, Revelations, the mid-season finale for Season 4. It's originally aired on June 13th, 2008. Written by Bradley Thompson and David Weddle. Directed by Michael Reimer. The survivor count in this episode was 39,665, which was a loss of eight from last time. In this episode... The Cylon Deanna holds Roslyn and the other humans aboard the base star hostage in exchange for the four final five Cylons. Acting President Lee Adama engages in a tense standoff with the Cylons. Tori Foster joins the Cylons on the base star. Saul Tai confesses the truth of his identity to Admiral Adama. Anders and Chief Tyrrell are soon discovered as well and are used as leverage by Lee Adama. And then Starbuck discovers a signal from her Viper, believed to come from Earth. Deanna and Lee form an alliance to find Earth, and the fleet at last arrives at Earth, and celebration ensues. However, the mood changes drastically when the landing party steps onto a desolate, radioactive, lifeless world. Vibe check. Did we like the episode overall? How does it stand the test of time? So on that note, how'd you like this episode? I really liked it. (laughs) It was so good. It was so good. It was so many things finally happening. Yeah, it was like the release of a lot of buildup that's been happening. Yeah, yeah. So I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, and you you almost, you don't expect like all of it to come pouring out. No, I thought it was, well, I was going to ask, like, is this episode longer than a regular episode? No, it wasn't. I checked. It looked like it was maybe like a minute longer, which is weird, but... It felt longer. Like, it felt long to me. Like, I thought maybe because it was the mid-season finale that they got, like, a little extra time. No, it was a normal length. There are, like, a number of extended episodes coming up, but this one is not one of them. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's a good one. It's definitely, like, just full of excitement, twists and turns. Definitely has that finale vibe to it. Trivia time. What facts could we uncover for Revelations? So this was the last episode filmed prior to the 2007-2008 Writers Guild of America strike. Strike lasted for 100 days and delayed production on the second half of the season. There was a chance that the strike would cause the show to be cancelled, making this episode the series finale. And the episode was intentionally written in a way that it could serve as a finale if that was necessary. Um, I did find some kind of contradictory information that they might have shot the next episode, episode 11, prior to shutting down. But either way, if the show was canceled, this was going to be the finale. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a scene shot where... 
Tori unleashes a lot more fury in a confrontation with Roslyn when she reveals herself to her, which I kind of wanted to see. Yeah, I really enjoyed when she said, you don't give orders. I was like, give me some more of that. Yeah, because Roslyn was like, oh, you're a Cylon. I can use this to my advantage. Mm -hmm. Uh, For the arrival at Earth, composer Bear McCreary composed a piece titled Diaspora Oratorio. He also wrote the lyrics, which was then translated into Latin for one scene and Samoan for another. Samoan? Yeah, I don't know why, but didn't want it to be in English. The scene on Earth was shot on Centennial Beach in British Columbia. Where is British Columbia? Canada. Oh, okay. That kind of sucks for you, Canada. (laughs) Got chosen as a desolate, dead place. Well, they shoot the show there, too, so. Oh. Deep Space Dive. Let's break down some of our thoughts on the episode. You can share your thoughts with us through email, Facebook, or Twitter. We may use your comments on an upcoming episode. All right. Where do we start? Diana is a badass in this. Yeah. She's like just woke up from her nap and she's taking control of this situation. She's like, I'm fucking taking hostages. I have a plan and I want the final five. I want the final four because she knows that the final five aren't there because she thinks that the well, I won't say let's see, that's for spoilers, but she's she knows who the final the final four are on the fleet and she wants them to come to the Cylon base ship. And I thought it was really sneaky how Tori decided to take herself out. Yeah, yeah, her method of getting on there was Laura needs her pills, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like you could have just grabbed the pills and handed them to Diana. And been like, here's her pills. Goodbye. No, she's like, I'm the one that takes care of the president. I've been with her for the last twelve years or whatever. Salt eyes like, no, but he can't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Plus it's Tori's choice. Like if she wants to go with the Cylons where she's going to be treated better then that's her choice. Yeah. But he, they're not a hundred percent sure that Deanna actually knows who they are, but they know Tori knows. Yeah. Yeah. But my question is kind of like, how does Deanna's plan actually work? Like, how's it supposed to work? Because they say like, don't interfere with the shuttle traffic so that the Cylons can go to the base star if they want. Right. But so like, say like the chief wanted to go, does he find a pilot and ask him to take him to the base star? And I feel like the chief knows how to handle a flight. Like if he had to, he could fly a ship. I guess. He is a chief. (laughs) Like he is a person who knows how to build one of these birds from scratch. So I'm sure if he had to, he could totally fly one. And I feel like the same thing for Colonel Ty. And Anders is obviously a nugget. Okay, okay. I guess that's fair. The only one who would have trouble would be fucking Tori. And she caught a ride. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I could totally see either any of them besides Tori being able to fly their own plane. They could steal three ships if they wanted to. But if it was Tori, she would have had to ask someone for a ride and pretend like she wasn't going She's literally has to out herself or ask one of the other Cylons to take go with her. But she saw her ride and she's like, I'm going. I got to take her meds. <laughs> it's really important. She's going to die, y'all. Um, and it was really iconic when Tori did finally meet Ro- Laura on the ship. And she was like, yeah, I'm one of them. You can't tell me what to do anymore. I'm the final five. <laughs> I'm the elite 
Cylon class and I'm with my people. And I think that really like, I feel like it made her feel worthy or something like, cause I don't know. I feel like back on bat- the Battlestar, she didn't really have a real purpose besides serving others, being an aid to humans. And after she started hanging out with Gaius, Laura treated her really poorly. And I feel like she really valued that relationship. And after Laura was like really nasty to her, she probably just didn't see a point in like, why the fuck am I helping these people? Yeah, I agree. I think the way she was treated by Rosalind, it really took took away like some of the purpose she had in her job in that role of serving the president and yeah i thought leah dama was pretty strong in this episode too yeah um i was gonna mention so starbuck at the beginning tells lee that leoben said to her for children to reach their full potential their parents have to die which first of all fuck you leoben that's a terrible thing to say right but also i mean the admiral doesn't literally die but figuratively he becomes Becomes very incapacitated. Yeah. And Leodama really steps up to this leadership role and ends up brokering a peace deal with the Cylons, which I don't think if uh, Admiral Adama was involved that that would have happened. I don't know that he would have stepped down from a standoff like that. We also get to see Adama just shit face messy yeah he loses it like we've seen him drunk before but not Not, like this no like he was probably about to shit his pants in that bathroom he was so fucked up um and the reason he was fucked up is because colonel ty made a very bold decision once he saw tori was gone and that they were gonna lose people from their fleet he's like some of our guys are on that ship and he really hated the fact that adama was like ready to kill everybody to like to do what i don't know because if they if he kills everybody on the cylon base ship they still don't know who the fuck the cylons are and they won't like if the f- if those Cylons choose not to, they will never find Earth. So like, to what end do you destroy that ship? It makes no sense. But he's ready because Laura said to do it because they always want the upper hand. Well, because even if they can't find Earth through the Cylons, they don't want the Cylons to find Earth. But that's not all the Cylons. That's only half of them. They're in a civil war, and they're the ones that are trying to have like a some sort of relationship with you, you idiots. And so. I think it's the te- the plan is terrible and it gets worse. But Colonel Ty, being the military mind that he is, comes up and he says, listen, Bill, I should have told you shit. I should have done it myself and thrown myself out the airlock and then we wouldn't be in this mess. But I am one of the final five and you can use that to your advantage. And Bill Adama was like, what the fuck are you talking about? When I met you, you had hair. How dare you even joke about this? And then he realizes it's not a joke and we don't really see what happens right away we see the aftermath of colonel ty being in custody and adama being well just like dealing with this knowledge in a very terrible way yeah well i think it's also he's dealing with this knowledge but also he's supposed to kill his best friend his best friend too yeah and because he sends ty to the airlock and he doesn't make it there himself 
Yeah. And how do you deal with that? Like your best friend for many years, your right hand man. I feel like I, I don't know if I would drink myself, but I would definitely like be very upset. I would definitely be crying and be upset about it. And um, I think it's really powerful to see Lee, Lee Adama step up in that and be like, dad, it's okay. He was holding him and consoling him. And he's like, you know, we, we were all fooled. None of us knew with his record and all the things he's done on New Caprica like he was part of the resistance against the Cylons they even mentioned his eye mm-hmm. <laughs> honorable mention for body parts lost to the resistance and that like even um, Adama was like nah they fucked you up they like when you were in captivity they they hypnotized you they they made you believe that you're a Cylon and he's like no Bill I'm a Cylon and you need to use this and I think it's so noble for Tide to do that Like that just to me, it shows where his alliance is and where it will always be. But potentially like with this ship, because he cares so much about these humans, even though he's a Cylon. And I really admire that in this character. Yeah, that's kind of how he's been since he found out. He's like, you know, I'm still Saltai XO of this ship. Yeah. And even in this episode, he's calling himself a coward for not coming forward sooner. Right. And then he even outs his other Cylon buddies as they're like gathering like a moth to a flame to that weird viper that was didn't have a scratch on it after it exploded mysteriously. Yep. Yeah. So we get the return of the Watchtower song (sighs) to draw them all together one more time at the Viper. And the guys aren't smart enough to figure it out, but they get Starbuck in there. They're like, hey, you really need to look at that Viper because we're under arrest. <laughs> and also your husband's a Cylon. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Anders is like, it's true. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> I honestly like wasn't sure how Starbuck was going to react in that moment. I'm like, is she going to like snap and punch him? Because she hates Cylons. Yeah. But she, then she's like coming, warming up to them because of the way that she and Leoben were in that room looking at the charts and shit. That was a little too close for comfort. Yeah. Looking at charts. That's what they're doing. <laughs> so maybe she's warm. She's literally warming up to the Cylons. But thankfully, she figures out that this ship's navigation is finally pointing to Earth. And the scenes of her running through Galactica, if you put like the Benny Hill music behind it, it is so hilarious. <laughs> Didn't it? She was just running so funny. Galactica never seemed as big as when <laughs> she had to make that run. From yeah. The- yeah. And so as Liadama was ready to push Ty out of the airlock, she runs in just in the nick of time and tells them, no, these damn Cylons just gave us Earth. And based on the ending, I feel like they counted their eggs before they hatched. Yeah. <laughs> Adama's like, we got to go all in, roll the hard six. Yeah. All and I thought show it was- up. no. No recon, nothing. We're all going down to the surface together. We're going to go breathe this air. Touch this <laughs> fucking radioactive <laughs> soil with my bare hands. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and man, like the, the contrast between when they, they make that final jump, Gata says like, this is it. The planet's a match. And like Adama gives that speech and it's really emotional and there's celebrations throughout the ship. 
fucking Leodama makes an ass of himself. <laughs> Leodama's stripping off his jacket like he just jumping on tables. <laughs> he just won the championship. And they get shots like throughout the fleet in this. They're like in the refinery and stuff. They're they're in Colonel Ty's private quarters. Yeah, some of them are very lonely in this moment. And yeah, just people reacting differently. And it it goes from that very emotional high to just like the Desolate. bottom drops out and you're it's clear that Earth is not what they were hoping for. Yeah, it looks destroyed. And it's that it's all that one take, one shot thing that's just going through all the characters as they're just facing this reality. Their faces. Like I feel like especially Deanna, her face was so like active. Like her face told everything about her re- reaction to where she was standing like she said not one word but her face said it all Ugh, acting that bitch is a good actress um yeah it was really good to see them walking around and each of them absorbing their like take on this and how it's probably affecting them because before like uh for for example baltar he was like standing in his little commune surrounded by his people with their hands up in the air praising jesus or whoever their one god is allah i don't know um and then you cut to him in this like big ass coat just looking thoroughly as hell (laughs) just like (laughs) (laughs) he looked so just uncomfortable and it's just sad and I, I feel like if this would have been the ending that we got i would have hated it yeah i mean that's another thing to talk about like if it ended here like does it does it feel complete does the story feel complete like yeah like, i know it's a downer but yeah it's it's done like we we don't know everything but it's over yeah i feel like there's probably a, some loose threads like we we don't know the the final cylon and we were promised it would be revealed in the, the openings yeah um but yeah, I mean, the structure of the episode in the season definitely culminated in this episode. So, yeah, it, it feels final in that sense. Right. Uh, but luckily, things worked out. And we got another 10 episodes. Um, I also wanted to just call out Gaeta. He was back to work in the CIC and really struggling with his missing limb. And then I I don't think he liked the fact that D tried to help him pick something up. Like I don't he, need help. He feels like he's being treated differently. He is because he's disabled. Yeah. Yeah. That happens when you're disabled and people don't understand that you don't need help unless you ask for it. I've seen many occasions where somebody will try to push somebody's wheelchair and it's like, get the f- get your fucking hands off of me. <laughs> I didn't ask to be pushed around. You lose autonomy when, when you are not able to do things for yourself even if you can do them people perceive you as not being able to and i feel like that takes a toll on you especially if you're newly disabled because i feel like a lot of people like sometimes they grew up with a disability and they adapt to it a little bit better but if you're newly disabled you've never experienced this kind of second class citizenship that be- that comes with being disabled and so you're not used to getting handouts or people feel pity for you or you know all this shit that comes with disability and I'm sure it's very depressing and just hard to deal with and you can see it in Felix's mannerisms and attitude even if it's like a brief like window into his like new life and I don't know I feel like Galactica is probably not the most 
accessible place in the world. I mean, we saw the route that Starbucks took to run through the ship. There's yeah. a lot of ladders. Yeah. So it's probably very difficult to exist in a place that's not thinking about people with disabilities. So and you're also one of very few people with disabilities, like because they probably just keep like injured people in the hospital area of the ship. And usually most people will heal, you know, and they'll get better. But he's not going to get better. That leg is not going to grow back. And that's where he's at. And so. I think it's going to be a very bitter journey as he tries to struggle through existing in his new identity. And I I hope I can see more because, again, that was just a little itty bitty window into his life now. And he's such a strong character, in my opinion. Like, and he has such a big job. And the fact that Ty was like, are you going to have a problem, Mr. Data? And I'm like, you fucking asshole. He came to work. That means he's here to work. And he said, he's like, no, I'm not. I got no problems. I'm working. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also a moment over on the base star with Laura and Baltar. Want to call that out too? Says, oh, yeah. Baltar's thanking her for not murdering him. He acknowledged that she tried. Yeah. And she doesn't say much. <laughs> she is shameless. There was no ounce of her that said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. No, she's like, you're right. I wanted to. And yeah. it wasn't an easy choice not to. Um, but yeah, I think that's an important moment. And then later when uh, Deanna's about to start executing people and Laura's like, I need to go talk to her. Baltar says he's the better choice to talk to her because he knows her better and was with her when she saw the final five. And Laura agrees and lets him go. She's probably she also trusts prob him. Well, I thought I read it as you're right. You go get killed. <laughs> <laughs> she's, Maybe. she's got motherfuckers on the chopping block. I ain't going to be next. You go ahead. <laughs> That's how I read it. <laughs> Well, she's seen how Deanna does care for Baltar. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting that after their truce and everything, um, Anders, for example, was just walking around the, the memorial wall area like you ain't a fucking Cylon. Yep. I mean, none of them seem to have any security detail or anything like they were all down on the planet on Earth. Yeah. Well, a lot of Cylons were there, too, though. Yeah. So but it was weird to see them on the ship just walking around. Yeah. Chief Tyrrell was just in there with his son. I don't know, they might have sent him to his room. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I didn't mind seeing them in their rooms because I'm like, that's more appropriate to like keep them in their rooms. Maybe they have a guard outside the door or something. But motherfucking Andre is just walking around and then running into Starbucks. I thought that was wild. And she's like, remember how I said I would kill you if I found out you were a Cylon? <laughs> 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 As part of bedroom talk. <laughs> um, yeah, I always thought it was really sweet, too, that they they like focused on cat for a minute, just like a little hot second. Like we made it, kid. Cause yeah, that was sweet. It's nice that cat's not forgotten. Unlike Billy. No one talks about Billy. <laughs> we got replaced with a hot Cylon. Yeah. <laughs> and D, you know, she moved on. She got Adama. Now she's who knows with, with who. Um, any other thoughts on this before we um, move on? I can't think of it. Cool. Yeah. Well, solid episode. Astral Queen. Who was the standout character in the episode? 
Time for the Astral Queen. Who's it gonna be? I was stuck between two silos. Two Cylons. Yeah, Tori or Ty. And I think I'm going to give it to Ty because I like him overall as a character. I really enjoy how his character development throughout the show has been so complicated and complex. I feel like Tori's still a young character in the series. Yeah. So we haven't had too much of that kind of character development with her. We don't. And she's still very guarded in a lot of ways. But Ty is like bearing his soul. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, Ty was one of the bigger, probably the biggest shock when they revealed the four Cylons. And Chief was up there as well. Um, but Tori was kind of like, oh, her? Really? That's cool. Because we don't know that much about her. But yeah. we know she's, you know, close to the president. Yeah. Um, this is a tough one because I've like everyone was doing stuff in this episode. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to think like who ultimately kind of saved the day. Well, was it Starbuck who got the- everyone to stand down and go to Earth together? Right. Everybody or, put their guns down. But it's like she wouldn't have been in that position if Anders and Chief hadn't called her there and then Leodama was the one that actually like made the peace treaty happen. You have to pick one, Jason. I know, I'm just I'm speaking out loud how it's all kind of <laughs> convoluted. Then you also have Adama who was rolling around on the ground crying and that's iconic. <laughs> that's just enough, you know, to give a motherfucker a prize. The fact that they didn't win an Emmy is shocking. So I'm a little torn between Lee and Starbuck. I think I'm leaning towards Lee Adama though. He had more lines. She just happened to be there. Yeah. I was like she did have to Run trust to- what these Cylons were saying. But she had nothing to lose to check. True. Liadama also had to like drag his drunken father across the floor and get like even like it seemed like he had communication with Laura about how messed up his dad was because he brought her in and she tried to talk to Adama and he was still like messed up about Ty and when he leaves the room she's like you're right he's not himself so yeah he's trying to help his father yep so Liadama and Colonel Ty Colonel Ty two white men succeeding in the world good job guys against all odds you did it the astral queen awards are coming to you well and then that brings us to the end of the main part of the episode we're going to go into the spoiler section in a moment here uh but you should know this since this is the mid-season finale we're going to take a few weeks off before we return for the back half of the season yeah we're honoring the writer's strike <laughs> yes it's definitely not due to my own burnout <laughs> <laughs> Um, in the interim, though, we're going to put out an episode that will cover the Battlestar Galactica web series titled The Face of the Enemy. Uh, this web series came out during the, the mid-season break when it aired. And the web series altogether, there's 10 episodes together. That's like 30 minutes total. So it's kind of a short episode. You can find them. That's where it gets a little complicated because I was researching this. You used to be able to find it all on YouTube. Now, for some reason, you can't get episode 10 on YouTube, the final one of it, um, because Universal is like pulling it every time someone tries to put it up there. Just episode 10? Yeah, it's weird. 
So you can watch like the first nine episodes on YouTube. You'll have to do a little light Googling to find the 10th one. You can find it easily, though, if you just type it in. Um, or if, you know, you can just read the description if you want. <laughs> Go on Wikipedia or whatever. But I do think it's an important story point in the, the webisodes that if you haven't checked them out before, you should give them a watch. And I'm sorry that is kind of complicated to find them. Things should be accessible. Right. <laughs> and they're not on the uh, DVD or Blu-ray either, except I think in Japan. <laughs> and that's actually a result of the writer's strike and how how things kind of panned out with that. That Yeah. What? Because the writer's strike had a lot to do with compensation for like web content and how residuals are paid from that and stuff. And it just it resulted in them not being able to release it on the DVDs. Oh, I see. I feel like it's very similar to the writer's strike today. Like, I feel like the union contracts for writers were written back when they had movies in black and white <laughs> or something. And so as our technology advances so quickly, the contracts are not like reflecting these new technologies and the residuals that they can get from web or streaming services. So like in 2008, it was about just like web episodes. And now in 2023, we're looking at streaming services and how, you know, you should be compensated for that work. So it's kind of funny yeah. how every like 10 years, they're going to have to like pick up the mantle and reassess technologies and be like, hey, this is not equitable anymore because you guys are making millions and billions of dollars off of like streaming. And I only get like $12. <laughs> you know well they're not really making money off streaming but i don't want to sound like i'm siding with the studios but that's a fact that like everyone's kind of losing money on streaming well where does my all the money i pay for my fucking streaming go to then it goes to them but they're basically producing so much content to try to win the streaming war so that like in the long run it'll pay off but yeah anyway yeah the the industry has been evolving and the, the, contract. the contracts need to be updated to reflect it yeah um oh so yeah well web series next and then after that will be episode 11 sometimes a great notion all right our living stereo stylus in this groove. Brace for impact. Spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen the whole series, now is the time to say goodbye. Remember, you can contact us at spacingoutpod at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. Share your thoughts and be a part of the discussion. Spoilers in 5, 4, 3, 2, one spoiler section when is that final cylon gonna get here god damn it <laughs> she's taking her sweet time um i feel like it's still a few episodes away and then when are they gonna reveal that baby nikki is an illegitimate love child because <laughs> right now he should be on par with hera like this special cylon baby and even more special because he belongs to one of the final five yeah well so it should be soon everything soon because there's only 10 episodes but um, this one was so good, though. Like everybody, like getting outed. Yeah, yep. They don't. That's a trick they get to pull once, and they did it well. 
I think the next episode or two is like everyone is like super depressed and not finding a purpose until the Admiral manages to rally everyone to start looking for a new place to live. And they keep the, the alliance together. And that leads to the tragedy of Felix Gaeta. Because Gaeta is not okay with this alliance and he teams up with Tom Zarek and they stage a insurrection on the ship. And we know how those tend to end up, don't we, y'all? Mutiny. Mm-hmm. So I think that takes up a good chunk of the final episodes. And then there's a big rescue mission to rescue Hera, who gets taken by Gavel. Would you name your kid Hera? Um, probably not, but I'm not part of their culture. But it sounds like Harry Hera, you know, like <laughs> that's like an easy like it doesn't pass the playground test for me. You're not part culture. <laughs> it's a yes or no question, Jason. You got to make it political. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. We're just kind of on this last leg of it, so. I'm excited. I'm ready. And I'm, I'm really interested in the webisodes. The webisodes uh, focus on Gaeta and some stuff he experienced during New Caprica and a bit of a murder mystery. Okay, ready to space out. All right, well, then that was the episode Revelations. And a lot was revealed. We will see you back whenever we pop up again with the face of the enemy. And until then, take care of yourselves, I guess. Keep it classy, Seattle. Or what is uh, Frazier say at the end of his... I'm listening. Oh. (laughs) I don't know. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. (laughs) He likes to toss salad, that nasty asshole. All right, let's go. So say we all. Goodbye. Thank you for spacing out with BB and Jason. You can help us out by subscribing and leaving a positive rating or review. Next time we will cover the Battlestar Galactica web series, The Face of the Enemy. We hope you will join us. So say we all. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.